0: Welcome to Cycle Breakers and Moneymakers, a podcast for women of color and first-gen who are breaking generational cycles and glass ceilings by going places no one before them has ever gone. I'm your host, leadership coach and eldest daughter of immigrants, Mariella Delamora. I left a 16-year marketing career to create a multiple six-figure-a-year coaching business as a single mom. Each week, you'll learn how to build unshakable self-trust, become in-demand, lead with confidence, and make more money by being more of who you are. I'm very excited that you all are here. Today, we're going to be talking through simple things that you can do in terms of doubling your demand. And what I mean by that is not something that's going to take forever and all of the strategy and all of this time. In Reclamation, there's there's more than what we're going to talk about today, but I really wanted to leave you all with like actionable things of It doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't need to be hard. And working with your gifts and working with the things that are easy for you and the results that those can create. And I'm gonna tie this back to my own story in entrepreneurship and like kind of what I would consider like an up and then a really hard down slump and then an up. And obviously there's always downs, but a lot of what I learned was like, Kind of throwing out a lot of things that didn't apply to me and things that really have allowed me to grow peacefully, to be able to be a single mom who is responsible for all the bills, who lives in one of the most expensive cities in the country, who spends a lot of time with my daughter. And like, I just, I've always wanted money to be a natural byproduct of me. Being really confident in what I do, loving what I do, and working with the current, I would say, and like enjoying the ride. I do not, and I spent too many years in corporate being like, oh, one day it's going to be so much better when I get to this place and like this destination fatigue. And I was like, no, we're like not going to do that. So, a lot of what we're going to talk about today centers around your life and quality of life and how you feel always matters, not that you get to sacrifice it. And then one day, like you're going to exchange money. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be different. Like a lot of this is like, we're here now. So let's make a lot of money. Let's do it in a peaceful way. Let's enjoy the ride. And let's make an, an incredible impact on our people. This training is sponsored by Reclamation Mastermind. Me, I'm a leadership and business coach for women of color and first gen. I've been coaching for almost four years. I'm a first gen eldest daughter. I'm a single mom. My daughter is going to be seven next month. And I spent 16 years in corporate, in marketing. I started marketing in 2004, before there was social media. (laughs) So a lot of the lens that I bring is also marketing fundamentals and what makes anything stand out. So I I definitely bring my marketing brain. I bring, you know, a lot of different lenses into the work that I do. And I've brought in three quarters of a million since 2020, doing things my way. And I'm on a mission to help you all create more peace, profit, and opportunities by being more of who you are through your thought leadership. So today we are going to talk about the most Common challenges that I have seen in my clients. I have been one on one coaching for almost four years, which is pretty rare for a coach. People a lot lot of times will jump into groups because they want to make more money. And like, I've just never wanted to compromise my client's experience. So I've heard so many, you know, and not that you compromise it in a group, but like, really, I wanted to know my client's brain so, 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 so well. And most of my clients have been um, women of color and first gen. So this is really like a culmination of things that I have seen firsthand in intimate conversations over the last four years that tend to plateau growth. And so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about doubling your demand, no matter what is working for you and what is not what you would focus on in reclamation between 25 K and to up to 250 K. I broke it into two categories and then we will open the door to my 12 month program reclamation, which I'm so excited about. So. Here is some of the things that may be coming up for you. It may not be any of these things. You may not even feel like you're struggling necessarily, but you just desire more. So what might be coming up is like, you know you're great at what you do, especially if you're a woman of color, first gen. Like we're so freaking good, we don't give ourselves credit, but you want to believe it and you want to act like it more often. You want your sales to reflect it, your marketing confidence to reflect it. You want all of that to reflect it. In some cases, you know that you are undercharging for how good you are, maybe you're, you've are you looked around and you see people with maybe like, you're checking out their marketing and you know that you either have more experience or something. And you're just like, I could be doing that, but how do I get there? You may be working a lot and you know that you always over deliver for your clients, but you're like, I should be doing more. That's such a common thought. And I've heard this a lot too about you are booking clients, but it doesn't feel sustainable. will feel like, oh no, but it only worked because people were referring me, but like, I'm not getting a lot of new clients through my marketing and not, it's again, like the not knowing how you got there and not taking credit is also what makes things not sustainable. And things like over-delivering that you think I couldn't possibly do twice as much of this because this doesn't even feel sustainable. So there's ways we can grow. And we're looking at not just bringing new sales in, but also how could we make where you are now more peaceful, more profitable? Do we need to implement some policies? Do we need to set some boundaries? Do we need to work on self-belief? Do we need to work on pricing? All those things, right? What you want to make six or multiple six figures without compromising your quality of life, clarify and elevate your marketing, know how to create demand, like not guess, but like I know what works for me specifically to create demand. That's what we're going to talk about today is figuring out your, a simple, unique recipe for you. And just to feel peaceful and grounded as you grow, not to put it in a someday bucket and say, well, right now it's gonna be so much better when I hit this income goal, because that's such a trap. Even though it's great, but that's the thing is, prioritizing that now is gonna make that result inevitable anyway. A little bit about my story. This was me at an event called Pays to Be Brave <laughs> in October 2019. A lot of people went, that I know now like went to this event. And so I just threw myself into entrepreneurship. I still had my full-time job as a marketing director and my daughter. And I threw myself into coaching and I landed my first client in February of 2020. And this seems very bold, but like at the time I, I said, well, if I can land three clients in two months, I'm going to quit my job. And that's because I had the savings and I was very like ballsy in terms of like land six, okay, six K client. If I could do it again, I'll just do it again. If I could do it three times, I, I could do it 30 times. I don't know. It was, it was a little reckless, but in, in retrospect, it, it worked in my favor. So after that I did, I literally handed in my notice after I landed my third client, I just had this belief that I knew that I could help my people, that there was nobody else that was like me and I just, I kind of just dove in and then the pandemic hit two days later. So I would have lost my job if I hadn't quit, they would have laid me off. And what was crazy was like, I knew I had to replace a really high ass salary. So this is the other thing is that when we talk about quitting our jobs, some of my clients, most of my clients are like in six figure jobs and they have kids or they may have a mortgage. So like, that transition for many people looks different. Some of my clients have transitioned into part-time jobs and all of that. So I had to believe that I could make a quarter million a year since that was the baseline that I was leaving behind if I included like health insurance and bonuses and all the things. A lot of what allowed me to make six figures my first year, I hit a 23K month that August, was that I had spent a good portion of the previous year with no offer, didn't know what I was selling, didn't know what I was doing, but every day I was showing up on, like, Instagram and stories and lives, I was collaborating with people like crazy, and I was just sharing all the marketing expertise I had. I was like, I don't have an offer for you, but here's everything that I know. Here's what I believe about branding. Here's what I've seen about, you know, creating attraction based marketing. I just was going ham, sharing what I knew, but I was also collaborating with other people. So I was being on their podcast, I was going live with them. And that, I think, is the reason why I was so confident when I finally worked with my coach, where I finally hired a coach, and I landed a client, I was like, oh, these people have been waiting for me to have an offer. If you haven't done that yet, in terms of being really visible, and essentially, I was serving for free for a really long time, and I think that's what allowed me to do that, that's still the secret now. Is making your marketing and being in your community so insanely valuable that people are like, oh my gosh, if this is, if this is like free, like imagine being like working with her, right? Because I started with the 6K offer, I was able to hit, like I said, the 100K. And I'll talk about some of the things that I kind of did that year and things that you can apply. 2020 during the pandemic. And then I moved to Portland to cut down my living expenses because it's just so expensive here in San Francisco. So I needed to just give myself a little room so that I didn't put so much pressure on myself, but my income wound up dropping. So I cut my living expenses in half, but then my income went in half. And then I started freaking out and I stopped getting coached to save money, which is that has never worked out in my favor. I really need somebody, uh, I think many of us do. Like we really just need somebody in our brain with us and not left alone with our own thoughts. And so a lot of my past trauma just started to come up. I really was carrying the story that like my life is so much harder because I was left to be a single mom and that this was not my choice and that this isn't fair and I can't be like my coach and I can't be like the people that have that success cuz I I can't wake up in the morning and meditate you know, I can't do what I want because I have a child. Like I was mad. Like I think during that time I was just pissed off. I was like, damn it. I was always so successful. I could make anything happen. And all of a sudden in this business, I felt like I couldn't make it happen because my life was harder and I didn't have time And any time. I just, it just was such a hard time that it just, my money scarcity, just, it went all over the place. Right. And I think because I wasn't confident, I started showing up to sales calls, like very clingy, And like convincing because I felt like they were responsible for me being safe. Like my future clients are responsible for me being okay. What I ended up doing was I just sat in the shame that I thought I had gone backwards or that I had failed in business. And I did like what felt like so scary to do at the time. Like I started asking my friends, like, do you guys have like a job hookup for me? Literally anything because I didn't want necessarily a full-time job. And I just thought everybody was going to shame me but like, nobody shamed me. And something about the process of me looking for a job, I never turned the job notifications off to this day. I still get them to keep me, to remind me at what I'm willing to do to make my business work. If you have to keep a job, get a job if you already, if you didn't have one, whatever you have to do to nurture your business baby and nurture yourself, continue to do it because there was just so much shame that I had to let go. I realized I would always figure out how to make money no matter what. I just was like, you know, this is my responsibility. I'm so smart. I'm so capable. Who cares if I have to go and like do a job? Like, what am I going to do? Go lower myself? Like, I was a marketing director and now I want to work as a recruitment assistant. Who cares? I'm not going to quit my business. That's the whole point. In the midst of all of that money scarcity, there was a coach who I admired who had already launched a mastermind privately and the doors were closed. But a friend of mine told me about it and I reached out to her and she let me in. And it started in September, 2021. I didn't know anything about the mastermind. There was no sales page. I just knew her and I said, I want to work with her and I trust the people she'll bring together, done. So that was a 10K investment at the time. And I just brought all my shame to those calls. (laughs) And I just let myself be coached. And I met some of the best friends that I'm still best friends with now in that mastermind. And what happened to my revenue was in 2021, I made 70K by October. And then in November, December, I made 80. And the, what I'm going to talk to you all about today was really the shifts that happened during that time. Because obviously, like I didn't have time to change everything. I didn't change my offers. I didn't introduce a new offer. I didn't launch. I didn't do anything. I still kept posting the same amount of time in the feed that I that I had. So what changed is what I'll I'll talk to you about today. So 2022, I raised my price to 10k based on me having a three month wait list, and then six months later, it went to 15k because I had like a four month wait list, and demand didn't slow down. Clients were waiting, but keys to my success was I got business coaching all year, I got somatic and nervous system coaching from Yudi all year, who Yudi is my client and also the nervous system coach in reclamation. And I leaned into my community all year, which is why all three are in reclamation because we need them all. And so last year, I finally felt ready to double my rent and come back to San Francisco so I can be near my parents so that they could you know, help me with my daughter. And I sold out the first round of reclamation privately. That was the trust and the reputation that I had built up with my people. They were like, I don't need to see a sales page. I don't need to see curriculum. I don't care. Like I trust you. I want to work with you. And I never posted that link publicly. It was just people who were interested who DM'd me. And that was the first round. And so yeah, last year was a 333 K sales year. And this year has been a scaling year, cutting down, you know, my private client load so I can focus more on reclamation and focus more on my private clients. And I have been embodying this like rich mom lifestyle. Even when I was, I felt broke, you know, I was like, what would rich mom do? Okay. Rich mom wants to be bougie, but we don't have money to be bougie. Okay. I'm going to take my daughter to a park and I'll drink wine in a can, but now I can take her on trips, you know, so it's just, even if there's something you're waiting on the money for, how could you feel the feeling right now? How could you give yourself the lifestyle right now? it's just such a different reality now because like i am taking her on these trips i set up a trust fund i have a trust fund baby you know what i mean but these are all things that i feel like my business is now plugged into this bigger purpose and i want you all to have your own version of this so for me this has looked like speaking on stages and you know speaking you know for intuit quickbooks and like i still pay myself a six figure salary because i i can't not do it and pay my bills. So this is what's possible. And like I have reclamation now, but even before I had reclamation, my baseline was 250, 250 a year with with private coaching. So my mission is for us as women of color and first gen to make bank be in demand because of our thought leadership, where there is nobody else like you, you are solving a problem that is an important problem to solve, and you are solving it in a way nobody else can, right? But I want you to be well-paid and well-rested, commanding a premium for your genius. So we'll talk about doubling your demand with less work and self-doubt without necessarily doing more and posting more. If you get clear on your thought leadership and how to make your specific gifts more visible, you will double your demand. It's like shining a beacon of light from wherever you are. It's not being louder. It's saying something different that is meaningful to your people. It's like speaking about a problem in a way that nobody else is speaking about it. Three things to get clear on. Number one, what are your natural strengths? We're going to go more into depth in each one. Getting clear on what your thought leadership is. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to pause at the end of this so that you guys can ask questions, right? So what is your thought leadership and the unmet need, the gap that you specifically serve in the market? And how to make both visible at the same time. With this, what I consider a natural strength, it could be a personality trait, like something like a natural strength of mine is speaking versus writing. That's the case with me. Don't ask me to write anything, but I can speak. But it could also be a strength in your business. Like you have really strong referrals or renewals, like something that's working well, something that feels easy, something that's just flowing. Two questions to ask is where do most of your clients come from, like the actual client source? If you aren't tracking that, it's good to start tracking that because it's harder to replicate what you're not sure of. I track mine in ClickUp. So they have a, I just like mark it if it's a renewal. If they said they found me on IG, I asked on the intake form. And then even if they heard about you from someone, what makes them ultimately reach out and say yes to you? So one of the things that you can do for that is in your intake forms, when someone sets up a discovery call with you, you ask. You should always ask the question, why do you want to work with me specifically? And keep a document with that answer and other answers, but that's one of them. Because if, for example, someone references a specific part of your identity and you are teaching and no one says, because you have this expertise, they're like, oh, I just love your, your story. Then like that's your magnet, right? So we always want to understand what what is working. Number two, this one will have a few more layers. So thought leadership in itself, you'll get more and more clear on what that is in reclamation, but like at a high level is looking at what is an unmet need in the industry that you are in. So a niche... It's a little bit different than a niche because it's like a niche, but validated. No one necessarily, like you can make up any niche, but nobody is saying, how do you know for sure that that's a niche people will pay for? That's a, that's a thing that I bring from marketing because it's like, okay, that's good. But how do we know people will pay for this? So an unmet need would be, I'm going to give you an example of that, of like what an unmet need is and how every single market has them. So I once was a co-founder of a dating app. Me, I had a co-founder. We had some app developers. There's a bunch of dating apps, but the unmet need that we saw was like low quality matches. So we created an app that matched people based on causes they were passionate about. But there's also apps because people are people complain. So you think about where what's missing. There's people who complain that there's messaging back and forth and they never get to meet up in person. So there's apps where you can't message back and forth. You can only meet in person. Single parents like me are like I don't know. I I don't think that I want to date somebody who doesn't have kids because I want them to understand. There's stir. There's single parent dating apps. You have to think about. There's something for the masses, but you, none of you are for the masses. So if you were to think about what is a specific need. Within this field that I see and I serve them differently, what is that? That's an unmet need. And then what do they think the solution is or what have they already tried? So, typically, the clients that you've worked with, like they've gone on a journey and they've tried it. They've either done something on their own or they've tried to solve it in a different way. And what is the solution that you say that it is? So, how have they tried to solve this before? And then finally, like, how do you serve that unmet need differently and better? Ideally, if you serve it differently and better and it has to do with your values, your lived experience, your story, like I solve it differently and better because of who I am, that's where you can start to tell stories around that and you are just like unlike anybody else in the market. This is literally how any new product in the world ever comes to fruition. (laughs) Ideally, it's like through an unmet need otherwise you're even if you're not the same you're perceived to be the same. And so but a lot of what I focus on is how do we identify an unmet need and then say this is how I actually see it and solve it differently and this is why that's better for this particular community. And so if you for example serve women of color and first gen and the way that you would serve women of color and first gen would be different than if your client wasn't women of color first gen. So let's say you had a, a like a white client who was a middle-aged white woman versus someone who wasn't like, would you actually, like? what are their needs that are different than anybody else? So that's an important thing to know is what do they desire and what are their needs that are different from the masses? And if you understand that, you will speak, you will immediately stand out. String both together, your strengths and your thought leadership. And how can you tell stories of this is the unmet need that I see. You don't have to use the word unmet need, but it's like, this is what matters to my clients. This is what you've tried this is what it really is. Here's how I help you do that. And, and I help you do it differently because I've seen this, I've lived this, I've experienced this. I have this perspective, which is essentially a sellable stories, which is a concept that you learn in reclamation. And as you do this, like using their language, not yours. I like to say like fluffy marketing is like a a silent sales killer. Because if you were to read your own marketing and like a 10 year old couldn't understand it, it's probably like too fluffy. Like, we want to really make it as simple as possible. So, I always encourage my clients to look at the exact words that their clients have used to explain their struggles. Like, go to intake forms and actually look at here's what I'm struggling with. Here is what I want instead. Here's what I want to work with you or why I want to work with you specifically. And look at their actual words because it will ground you every time. Like, I, even after four years, I still have to look at it and be like, are they asking to reclaim their power or are they asking to trust their decisions more? Like, okay, yeah. Like get out of the fluff and get into their words. Do we have questions? Feel free to just like raise your hand or, or do the raise hand button. That way I can call on you or just put it in the chat. And if not, I mean we can continue. But I just want you all to feel like you've taken some some clarity that you're like, okay, I know some stuff that I could do. Josie. Hey. <laughs>
1: Hello. Uh, I just wanted to ask you what in just going back to the very beginning of like 20, when you decided to quit and leave that high salary like what made you, what was the catalyst? Was there like an aha moment that you had to like take such high risks? Yeah. I mean, aside from you having skills.
0: (laughs) So yes, catalyst was that I went on job interviews, when was like back to back with final offers between like Uber, Google, and Facebook. And so I knew what what was out there for me. And then I got a job offer. And I said no, because in that process at the very end, I was like, I am a single parent. I can't drop my daughter off till after 830. And I have to pick her up by 345, like before four. So I can only be in the office for four hours. Is that okay? And nobody said, absolutely. They were like, well... I don't know. You'd have to ask. And I was like, I think I've gone too far. Like, I've gone as far as I can in my career where, like, I could have any sort of balance. And I also wasn't like, some people will do like a marketing job where you can kind of like coast a little bit. Like, I was the person that would revive products that were struggling or launch new products. So, like, it was a very specific, it was like being an entrepreneur within a company. And so these companies, like, uber would want me to come in and say we're launching an uber for for hospitality now and you used to do that so like can you launch this for us so it's like me helping them make money but i'm getting a salary and they get to make billions of dollars so i was like no so i think it just wasn't this is why quality of life matters so much to me that i was like well i could always do that like if i wanted to not see my daughter and if i wanted to like pay somebody to put her to bed like i guess i could do that but i don't want to do that that's why um awesome. yeah Sarah, how do you like to be visible? Social media, direct emails, DMs, in person, was worked for you. Mine has always just been like speaking directly to people, and I think that even when I always talk about how like I I only have posted three times a month for like my first 500k until I hired a content repurposing manager, I only posted three times because I overthink writing. That I I just made a lot of money from showing up and talking on stories and not planning it. So I think that's really worked. And now that I have a team and more structure, I've translated that to podcast because it's still me talking and it's still me kind of on video. And I also use like speak to type when I write instead of writing because I can't, I have a hard time writing. And also, this is also why speaking engagements come to me because I'm a good speaker. And I've also gotten a lot of clients, like one of my podcast episodes was how I landed like 72K in in new clients from one speaking engagement. So I'm like, if I could just, if the whole world could hear me speak, I would be a millionaire. Like, that's how I think about it. It's like, what is the thing that you do that if anybody saw this or if the whole world saw it or this whole world heard it, you would be a millionaire? What's that thing? Ruby, hi. Hi. Um,
1: so my question is, it, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but it was about like the wine can in the box yeah. thing and living yeah. the life of a bougie mom. It sounded like the kind of the, what I was hearing behind it. You didn't directly say this, but that there was kind of like this cycle of like trying to save money, but then wanting to live kind of an extravagant life. And I love that idea of like, mm-hmm. how does mom show up? Cause I'm a yeah. single mom, with kids too. Um, so how did you, how did you, it sounds like there was a cycle going on. And so how did you disrupt that cycle? was my question? The cycle of like not feeling like feeling scared I, or feeling like, okay, I'm, I can't pay this coach because I need to save money, but I need to invest in myself and, you know, kind of what was the catalyst of to, to decide, okay, that doesn't work when I'm not investing in myself.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that I in that time, I was like, depriving myself of what I actually like the, the feeling that I want, which is I want to feel like nurtured. I want to feel expansive. I want to feel like I'm creating adventures with my daughter. It's a freaking pandemic. We're home all the time. And I just, I think I just realized that depriving myself affected everything. Like nothing was getting solved in the meantime. So I was like, how could I get in the feeling of? I get to enjoy and have little luxuries and then I had to just redefine what that meant for things that didn't cost a lot of money but when I felt luxurious I made I made different decisions then I then I said yes to joining a mastermind in a payment plan which was fine but like I just I didn't freak out about it at that point I was just like oh no for sure I'm going to make I'm so excited I was like I'm going to make so much money like it was because I was already treating myself like I was already treating myself differently instead of me like cutting expenses because then I just hated it so much. So I think that's what it is. I wanted the feeling of expansiveness, luxury, peace, like going to the expensive grocery store and making charcuterie board stuff and bringing it to the park, you know, instead of being in a hotel. Like that's what I would do. Yeah, for sure. And so I'd say for any of us, too, it's like. When you think about this identity of yours, like whatever, you, let's say if there's an income goal, right? What is that income goal version of you? How is, she, how is she prioritizing things differently? Like what is her life like? And how could you start to bring little elements of that into your life now that don't necessarily require the money? Or maybe you do actually have it and we need to stop depriving ourselves because that's another thing. Like I didn't hire a house cleaner until a year ago. And now I'm like, oh my God, I would never want to freaking clean my own house. And I was acting like I couldn't afford it because that's literally not true. So I, that's another thing we do in Reclamation is like, I'm like, girl, okay, like, why are you doing that? Like, we need to, let's solve that. Like, you are not going to do everything. Like one of my clients, Rosa, who was also a single mom, that was part of her coaching. I was like, hire house cleaner. Your son is in daycare or wasn't in daycare at the time. And she had a lot of guilt about that. And we coached on that. And there's still, you know, the mom guilt, but she made 50K in six months and she made 5K last year. And so it's like we have to, when we're thinking about our capacity and our energy, it isn't just hiring team members. Most of the time, especially if you have kids and and all of that, it's like, where does my energy go at home and why am I doing that? how you feel is important. We're actually going to keep this open as long as you all want it, but I want to now go in and and talk about what this has looked like for clients. And then the uh, 25K to 250K, making both of them visible at the same time. So it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is like, if you think about what your magic is, why people have wanted to work with you, what comes easily, what is the thing that's happening in private that if it was public and the whole world saw it or heard it, you would be a millionaire. What is that thing? Bar, like we're not saying out here giving services away for free, but like what is an element of that experience that if that was more public, you would make so much money? That's the question really um, that I'll leave you with. And I'll, I'll share with you what that looked like with mine and in my client stories, they're also reflected because a lot of them really what they figured out was what is my like success recipe? What's my gift? And how can I make my gifts more public? So we have Yudi, Yudi was my somatic coach all last year. She changed my life. I will forever tell people that she made me feel safe to receive a 100K month <laughs> and to even launch a mastermind. Cause I never would have thought I was ready. I cried so much on those freaking calls. Like she knows things that no one knows. And now she's my client. Like, isn't that bad? <laughs> like someone who saw me bawling my eyes out every week for a year? is now my client and she is also our in-house somatic coach and nervous system um, expert in reclamation where we pair up like a goal and what activates you the most about that goal. And we create a, a, a nervous system support plan. So she got clear on her thought leadership and the unmet need that she served is entrepreneurs need Safety In their bodies to actually do things that freaking terrify them. And no one is people are talking about it, but she is an entrepreneur. She also understands the unmet need around first gen and women of color, like our bodies naturally not feeling safe with things like visibility because we're women of color, right? And so she basically was like, this is a need and how can these women scale and grow their businesses if they don't feel safe? So that is like, nobody is doing that. What she did though, was people don't get nervous system until they experience it. So what she started doing was I obviously invited her, she was my client and she joined the very first round, but I invited her and was like, Hey, can you also, you know, help within reclamation based on that? She started putting it out there to other people and was like, I'm doing coaching within this program. If you want me to come into your program and a bunch of people then invited her and then clients are finding her that way. And I think that that's a way of like nervous system instead of her being like, nobody understands nervous system. Like now people are going specifically to her because they've experienced her magic. Another way she does that is through a lot of her posts. She will take coaching call clips or her team does takes coaching call clips of hers and, put, and lays that audio over a post. So it's like, you feel like you're being coached by UD. Cause I always thought if anybody experienced working with UD, like they, everyone would just want to pay her, right? So I was like, how do we make it so that people feel like they're working with UD? So she, yeah, she brought in hundred K. It's probably more, it's more than that cause it's like 160 or something the last 12 months. So hundred K over the last six months, she had a 61 K month, October, full transparency. Two of those were like corporate contracts. One of them was something that she had in fruition from like years ago, but the whole point is like, One of them also came from a mastermind sister. It was within her company. So she referred her for like an organizational contract. And like they just support each other like that. So I love seeing a somatic and nervous system coach making hella money. Like it doesn't matter what you do if there's an unmet need for it. And she's so, so, so good. And then Lorraine, who's on our call. (laughs) Lorraine, I remember like uh, when we first started working together and I realized like, oh, who you serve are like, the people with certifications and licenses, these are very structured thinkers. And she is also an attorney. She's a mom, she's an attorney. And we realized like her thought leadership was like taking the high achieving brain of the person who wants to do more than their nine to five, but they want someone who understands that structured brain and she is able to help them. And like the way that she coaches, the way that she markets is so like, I like to say that she, she disarms you By feeling like you can trust her immediately and she's just so funny and like the way that she markets really is like right now, for example, she's throwing a pivot clinic for her clients where she's literally like, hey, every week show up and be coached by me. I'm going to help you through this small goal. She's already landing sales calls, you know, based on that. So they're experiencing Lorraine's magic just through her marketing and through tools and reclamation. She realized like, okay, my success recipe is curiosity plus service. So when I'm curious and I'm in service and I notice my attachment and I reduce my attachment, I make money. So a lot of this has just been what is working for her, for her lifestyle and for her gifts. She doubled her income so far this year and she has been booked two months in advance. I'm sure that's going to continue with the pivot clinic while being a mom and a high powered career as an attorney. And then Rosa, who I um, mentioned earlier in the call, She began as my private client and also single mom, eldest daughter. Part of her thought leadership is in order for first gen to build leadership skills, we have to understand like the oppressive systems that exist within a work environment. And a standard leadership coach wouldn't even acknowledge that for a person of color. So a lot of what she does is acknowledging these are the systems that we have to operate in. And this is how I help you differently and specifically because of who you are. So she brought in 50K in six months. She also had this two uh, bedroom townhome on her vision board that she was able to move into in October. So I absolutely love working with all of my clients. So they've done amazing things. My comeback story, which is um, what I had mentioned earlier in the in the year around 2021, and feeling like I had lost my success and how I turned that into 80k in the last two months was what I'm going to share with you today. <laughs> um, but a lot of it had to do with like, taking what I already was good, good at and making it louder and bolder. So specific changes that I made in terms of making my strengths more public was people told me they were very inspired by my story. So I started to not teach as much because I was like, do I need to teach or do I just need to showcase through story? So I started instead of teaching like three tips for blah, 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 I would teach or showcase through story. So I have a concept in reclamation called sellable stories, which I can't fully go into, but it essentially is, is like showcasing through story instead of explaining things. I also was just better at speaking. So I started to lean more into video. I started to use speak to type for captions, which actually made my marketing stronger and clearer. One specific carousel was cited by three new clients. So that was 24 K in new business. They were like, I saw this post, like that sold me. So like, that's an example, and I thought it was jank. Like I was just like I literally was sp- sp- speak-to-typing this thing on the way back from the grocery store, like parking in the garage of my condo. Like it, it's like, and it was so good. But that's the thing is like my my gift is what co- like when I get moments of inspiration, what comes out of my mouth. So I started to bottle that up essentially, and I later got diagnosed with ADHD and were verbal processors. So I just stopped trying to be like a content batching time management queen, and instead I was like, how about I just be who I am. And also my client results were incredible. My, my testimonials are like, my testimonials are amazing, but I wasn't talking about them. They were like on a, they were like on a sales page and like on my website and I wasn't talking about them. So I started to take those stories and like put them in my marketing. And then I think the other thing that was a strength was I always was like a little bit of a rebel. So I started to like embrace that more and talk about all the rules that I was breaking. And that's also why clients you know came to me this is really how you go from chasing to attracting because people want to hear you say something different and not just for the sake of it but something refreshing that they really need to hear and it shifts you out of comparison because there literally isn't comparison it is going to be apples and oranges between you and everybody else on the planet right this is also what supports price increases because there isn't the comparison and people won't shop you as much like i don't feel like i ever get compared And if anybody were to ever work with someone else, I'd be like, that makes sense because we're not the same. So this is also what supports price increases, especially as you go to the five-figure level. I have other things that I would recommend around that and just feeling like you don't have to change who you are in order to succeed. But it was more than strategy. It is the community. It's safety. I say community and safety helps any strategy produce you know, 10 times better results. Because that helps you. It's almost like taking the top off of like all of your potential and you need to be able to explore that within a group. And then we also have, you know, certain tools we use in reclamation to repeat and build new beliefs, to repeat successes, to strengthen your marketing and to create safety. So all of those things, we have tools for you. Based on this, these are priorities that I would say that you would focus on depending on your income. The first phase really was even for me, it was like just getting to the point of being booked out and then staying booked out. And so a lot of that was what I just shared with you was just making your strengths more visible. We have something called the client language tool, which basically you go back to like actual data of like, what are, what have your clients said? What words are they using? And let's get out of your language and get into theirs. Improving and centering client results and making your gifts and your thought leadership more visible are what get you booked out and get you to 100k. Like a lot of my clients are, are pretty much like on that track or have surpassed it or they're you know very close to it. And once you are able to maintain that being booked out, you're it's easier for you to then reevaluate and increase your prices without spinning out without feeling like you want to reactively lower them. And then if you don't already have a VA, you hire a VA. And I help you with that because I'm a leadership coach and I hired dozens of people in my career. So that's also something we can help you with. And if you have a job, this is a hard part, but like my clients have to start letting themselves like do B-minus work at their jobs because they're still doing it. Phenomenal job. My clients who are at 100K or who are already booked out, or like what's going to happen? Let's say that they're quitting their job or they already quit their job and going to 250. We really start looking at how do you start to slowly increase your price based on demand, maintain demand, increase your price in a drama free way that you don't reactively want to like lower it. Then we start looking at client retention because a big part of staying booked out is. How do you create a longer term journey for your client? So as soon as a a contract is ending, you should already know exactly what's next for them. So we have something called the offer pyramid where, you know, like if you think about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's like you help them establish a foundation. And then with that foundation, they're able to do another thing. So we really look at how could you retain your clients as you serve them? What are your processes and frameworks? Because as you're a busy consultant, provider, coach, whatever it is that you do, you start to really extract like, this is how I do things differently. And you start being more specific with your marketing. You get more specific about who your client is. You get more specific about how you help them at this point, because you have a lot of data and you have a lot of clients The other thing that we'll do more of this in the next round, because I don't, we didn't do it as much this round, but next round, I want everyone to know how to learn to sell like you're launching. Because when you're launching, you have to know how to talk about what you do in a hundred different ways. You need to speak to five ideal clients instead of one. You need to have a system where you're like, I never run out of things to say. I have my client language doc and I know exactly what questions they ask. I know exactly what problems they're struggling with. Like, I want you to be able to sell like you're launching and start experimenting with like sales events, like workshops, like clinics, lives, different things, client interview series, things that you would do if you were launching without the stakes of actually launching. So, Or if you are launching, that's fine. But having that as a skill set is also what helps you get to 250K because you're selling on purpose and you're filling spots more quickly. Part of what you'll also do, and this is a little bit of a longer game, but growing your third-party credibility Anywhere you can be found sharing your expertise that is a platform you don't own immediately like increases the perception in your clients minds. So if you're on someone's podcast, if you are featured somewhere, any of that, like that helps support a five figure offer. So we want for you to have that. If you don't already have that, we have some folks here who will probably have this conversation next round is like looking at your money. Looking at your reserves, any other p- investments that you might need. How do you transition your current clients into scalable offers? At this point, you really, we really start looking at boundaries, policies. So if it, there's no like, what should I do with this client? No, if you make a decision, that's your policy now. Policies, delegation, leadership skills, those things are going to clear your plate so that you're not afraid to grow. Because sometimes what I see at 100K is people are afraid to grow because they're tired. But it isn't that the clients are not the problem. It's how we're supporting the clients. So as a leadership coach, this is where you get more leadership coaching from me at this end, which is like, no, like how do we create space and actually serve these clients better without more of your time by having these policies and these expectations, looking at how you're onboarding them, all of these things so that you're not afraid to grow, so that you're constantly clearing out calendar space and able to take on more, you know, more clients and get them better results or just raise your price. And then this is also where nervous system regulation comes in because you are holding more clients, more problems will start to happen. You just need a place that's going to help you not freak out about it, right? Because I've had clients that have had things that have never happened, happen when you're serving this many clients. So that's where the, the leadership coaching and the nervous system regulation really come in. We are the only mastermind that really, really centers like your quality of life as women of color who don't want their business to be your entire identity. So I really look at like, how could you be a breadwinner, even if you have other means of income? Like how could you scale and grow with a lean team with one person? I only had one person until after 250K. So I had one person on my team. And that's for me in my business model, I don't have an agency. If you have an agency, it's obviously different. And, and one of my clients in Reclamation is an agency owner. But having a lean team also is is important because that keeps your profits high. We're also the only mastermind that includes nervous system support that pairs up with your goals. And I, it's possible for all of us, all of you to have a multiple six-figure baseline and enjoy your life. So the mastermind structure is we have a live event in Mexico City. If you can't go, we will have a virtual attendance option. But if you can go, it's a not an expensive time to go and it's beautiful and it's going to be life-changing. Like I'm so excited for it I'm going to be teaching new curriculum live we're going to make decisions we're going to look specifically at like what are going to be the catalysts for you and your goals and like what how do you want your life to be while you're achieving that so we may look at your life as well there's a client portal we coach weekly i'll probably also implement like monthly co-working calls just to make sure like everybody has space to actually implement and planning and then we have slack i accept voice memos in slack I've been in multiple masterminds and you have to write your stuff. And I just, a lot of my people have ADHD, so it's fine if you leave voice memos in there. So a little more about Mexico City is you're going to leave with a plan on generating demand, what your unique thought leadership is, What is your support, your nervous system support plan? You're going to connect with your mastermind sisters. That's the whole point is like, I really invest in how do you all get to know each other and actually become friends and like be a place where people trust one another to support one another, not just a place for everyone to be in the same Zoom room and you will have different priorities. Like I said, I have a way of kind of figuring out what should your priorities be based on where you are and where you want to be. But I'd say the main five categories would be, you'll probably have like two or three out of this list, but becoming more confident and trusting yourself is probably across the board. Everybody has this. And either your goal is becoming booked out and creating demand. It could be attracting more speaking engagements. Most of my clients already are are doing that. It may be you've already been booked out and now you want to raise your price and get to a five figure offer. Or it may be you're booked out, you've already raised your prices, but now you want to scale, you want to launch a scalable offer, you want to confidently hire the best people, you want to set these policies in place and really go to the 250k mark. So you'll have all of that. We're going to plan for all of that at the live event and you'll know what to do. So in the portal, we've got the mindset portion is the in-demand leader identity process. There's something in there that I created called belief bookmarking that has to do with taking your most confident beliefs and moments and bottling them up. And that came from me not really ever trusting myself as a daughter of immigrants and how I would leave myself messages when I felt confident so that I could go back to them when I didn't. So you're going to create your own belief plan that has to do with Any messages from clients, people giving you praise, you leaving voice notes to yourself when you feel confident so you can go back and listen to them later. That was another thing. That was a difference between my, um, when I tripled my income at the end of 2021, when I made the 80 K, I was leaving myself voice notes after coaching calls being like, Mariela, you are such an amazing coach. You're going to forget this. You may forget this tomorrow, but come back and listen to this. I had to create a way of like getting myself back to confident. And that is in the in-demand leader identity process. You will also, in the modules, clarify your messaging and sellable stories. So this is a big part of like your thought leadership, using client language to inform your marketing and then selling through story. And then the third is becoming sustainably booked out and repeating successes. Your success recipe, your success receipts, Tool is going to show you exactly what works for you because you're gonna have data that's like, what was I thinking? What was I not doing? What did I get coaching on? What did I think about myself? What did I surrender to? There's a whole process my my clients have been able to go back to, and they're able to bounce back more quickly, and they're able to create demand more quickly because they're documenting what is working for them. And then the final part is thought leadership visibility and expanding your movement. So this is more about going beyond your current platform so that you are. Featured, you're collaborating and you're expanding your thought leadership. And that's a big part of having a five figure offer. Because once I had a five figure offer, every single person told me they listened to my podcast on other people's platforms. I didn't have a podcast till last month and they all were like, I researched you. I vetted you. I did my homework on you. That's what supports a five figure offer. We also have guest coaches um, that we've had in the past that's in there. I have a training in there on my exact beliefs, behaviors, and decisions that I made from the beginning all the way up to a 300K business. So it's like a, like a diary. We've also had past coaching on AI for content repurposing. We obviously have nervous system regulation as part of the mastermind, building a brand reputation and working with your ADHD and entrepreneurship. Yep. There's also the call replays in the private podcast. So you can have access to that immediately And then I'm going to add more on streamlined hiring so that you're not scared to hire because a lot of people are just scared to hire. And I did it for years and it can be like absolutely foolproof where like there's no way you're not going to get an incredible person. And I also am a leadership coach and I've been a leadership coach this whole time. So this is also like there's no way you won't end up with an incredible person if you go through my process. So we have weekly coaching calls, Monday through Friday, Slack, nervous system support, there's an actual course that has nervous system regulation exercises, you're going to know which ones to do depending on whether you feel like you're in fight or flight, or whether you feel like you're in shutdown, you're going to be able to help yourself process that and get out of it more quickly than peer coaching. So like my people, they just they this is all on them, they have their own boxer thread, they support themselves, they hype themselves, all of that. So like, we have an incredible, incredible community. And I definitely would encourage you to meet up with at least one of your masterminds is just two to three times a month to just peer coach. Even if you're just co-working, that is that was also a huge part of my success was like my people and not just you know occasionally checking in, but like actually building community and supporting one another. So the investment is 10k if it's paid in full, 1500 on the payment plan, and the payment basically the payment plan begins the day that you sign up. So every month it will repeat from that point on. And if you apply by Friday, I'm doing a an exclusive. Bonus, where even if you're nowhere near a five figure offer, it is going to change the way you create demand. You're going to, it's going to look like you should have a five figure offer. (laughs) You're going to have the cred, you're going to have a plan. It doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow, but running sales calls looks different. The way you market looks different. And if you can create demand like you have a five figure offer, it's going to be so much easier for you to get there. Why join this round is like you're going to get the most. Intimate access to me for this investment ever. (laughs) My private coaching is fifteen k, but that's going to be going away. You know, and this is like people will get coached by me. Like we will sit there and like you. People in this round know like you. You get access to me right until you get the help that you need right, and you also could be booking five for your clients by November. And like, how different would your life be? (laughs) I'm also going to um, up the investment next round because this is crazy. Like 10K per year is is amazing. And Mexico City is going to be amazing and you don't want to miss it. So, and I also just think, I know that if you're here and you qualify, like you already, and you feel like this is the mastermind for you, then you just, it's just a decision. And we talk about it on the call, like bring the questions that you have, schedule the call, bring the questions that you have. And, you know, I think we've all maybe been in a place of like, I'll join next round, but like it really next round, nothing changes. And it's just the self-doubt. And I want you to just sit with that and say like, how can my life be different? How can my life be completely different? That's what I decided when I you know, joined the mastermind that I joined and um, it changed my life. And what's going to happen just so you know, is you apply, I will look over your application. I will Take questions from them, like, okay, this is interesting. Let me ask you about this. And I want you to bring your questions to the call as well. And basically, what we're going to do is based on what you share, I'm going to then say, okay, cool. Based on this, this is what I would suggest that you do and how you would use me one on one work, like the coaching that you would ask for, how you would use the community, how you would use the portal, and what your priorities would be in order to get there. So you will have areas of focus by the end of that call. And then you get to make the decision. I don't make anybody make a decision on the call. I empower you to make it if you already know what it is, but I don't force anybody to make a decision on the call. But I want you to schedule it if you know that this is the mastermind for you. So basically, if you have the 25K in sales, that just establishes if you're close to it, like apply. It just establishes that you have a core offer that you know how to sell because what we do is we blow that up. Like we expand it, right? And I would also say like five-ish client results helps you with some of the tools because we need client results in order to get the data to, to magnify that as well. And also if you want to be coached in a way that considers you your life, your quality of life and not just you as a business owner. There's some questions if you're already at six figures, obviously yes, we have a plan for you. If you're not a coach or consultant, it's fine. We have we have one of my clients is a stylist, we have an agency owner. This could apply to multiple different business models. I'd say mostly if it's an expertise-based business, that's probably ideal, not like product, but even with product to be honest, but mostly it's expertise-based businesses. I'm a thought partner. I'm a marketer. So I don't like, I have my tools, but I don't say, oh, you're doing a different thing. I can't advise you on that. I'm always like a consultant with you and not every coach can be a consultant, but because I've been a marketer, I can put that hat on with you. So none of my clients walk away with like cookie cutter, anything like I will be your thought partner. And if you can't make it to Mexico city, you're still obviously being there would be amazing. I would love for you all to be there, but if you can't, We will make sure that the exercises that we do, you are part of those exercises, that you're not just like a fly on the wall listening. That's not how I wanna do it. If you're not sure, yes, you should still schedule a call. (laughs) Just schedule the call. I wanna meet you because if you say no, at least you have a call and you know why. And I want you to feel good about whatever decision you make. That is that. Write down the questions you want answered, bring them to the call and that's it, y'all. Now, if you have listened to this entire episode and you are thinking about working with me as your one-on-one mentor for six months, you can learn more and apply at marielladalamora.com. There you'll find dozens of client success stories from business to leadership coaching, which will give you an idea of what you can expect, the range of clients I work with and my coaching style.